0: This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room from any room with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Studio de Jeffrey, where it's fairly official. Kellen Moore will return to the Dallas Cowboys as the offensive coordinator because the head coaching job in Miami has gone to Mike McDaniel, the San Francisco offensive coordinator. And I'm very sorry to everyone, because I know for a lot of people, this is going to make you very sad. I also am proud to have become, hold on now, this can be okay, guy. That's the guy I've become for Cowboys Nation, and you're welcome for that. It also means that people get really mad at me because they're like, why don't you just get mad and tell them stupid heads? One thing that I just want to point out about Kellen Moore is I share frustrations of people who think that perhaps he ain't the best OC around because he doesn't seem to run the ball in a very creative fashion. He doesn't seem all the time to scheme things to make easy on the quarterback or the offense. But I also think it's worth noting that his results, three years of an offensive coordinator, and I'll pop them up for you here. This is the way that I choose to measure things, not points or yards, because those can be affected by how quickly you run offense, how many plays you run, your starting field position. So instead, I use expected points added per play and your success rate. In 2019, Kellen Moore is an OC with the Cowboys offense, had the best offense in the league in terms of success rate and the third best offense in the league in terms of EPA per play. Very, 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 very good. 2020, before he lost Dak, 17th in EPA per play, not great. Third in success rate, very good, which means you were still having successful plays, just not as many big plays. And last year, you had the eighth best offense in football. That's what you had overall. Eighth best offense in football, which is probably not what you want. You'd like to be better than that. I expected them to be better than that. But at the same time, when for over half a season, you just can't block to save your life, it's going to be hard to have a successful offense. C.D. Lamb told us this on the air on 105.3, the fan, when it was like, do you guys feel like you should have bigger numbers at wide receiver like you and Coop? You're such great players. Why don't you have 1,500 yards? And he said, well, when teams are playing us in shell coverages, you're just not going to have receivers put up huge numbers. Just not going to be the way it goes. So again, the Cowboys offense comes back to the biggest thing is the biggest thing. And the biggest thing is what in the world happened to your offensive line the last two months of the season, and why could you not consistently block for run plays, and why could you not protect against four rushers? That is off-season goal number one, which is why, to me, Kellen Moore was not my number one target in the crosshairs if you wanted to talk about a coach that needed to be changed. If they changed out Kellen Moore, I would have said, that's fine. If they don't, which now it appears they're not, uh, I say, yeah, that's fine too. What you got to do is figure out how to block. And then hopefully with your quarterback having an entire offseason to be mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually right, you get back to the sort of offense that you could play. You got to figure out how to block. That's the difference from week one to six to the rest of the year. You got to figure out how to block. So, Kellen Moore back? Okay. Whatever. Leave in the comments how much you hate it, though, at youtube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. Now, questions from you people about the Cowboys and or the NFL draft. And for one of them, I know I'm going to have to pull up the Dallas Cowboys salary cap because One of you wants to go all in and figure out how much cap space can you free up so that you can go chase players around, and I can get that information for you. It's just going to take me two seconds. Um, So in the meantime, let's answer a different question while I get that pulled up. Question number one from the people. Any defensive ends or rush linebackers that have bend that Ware and Gregory had This is not, according to me, this is not the best pass rush class that we've seen in a while. Uh, There's a bunch of interesting, decent, good prospects, but not monster prospects. Kayvon Thibodeau's got bend, the Oregon defensive end. Um, There's a guy at Minnesota that's got some pretty decent bend, but his tape isn't consistently good. This is not necessarily a Gumby class where you're going to see a bunch of guys that can really turn that corner. Carl um, Loftus does not have bend. That's Purdue. Jermaine Johnson, I think, is a pretty straight line player, not super bendy. Uh, Trayvon Walker is not bendy. So, yeah, I'm sure they exist. I don't have who they are at this particular juncture, but I'll get it to you. Okay, here we go. You ready to go all in with the Dallas Cowboys? This is what all in looks like. If you're a go-for-it, do-whatever-it-takes guy, here's what all in looks like. You save $15 million by restructuring Dak, 15.1. You save eleven point nine by restructuring Tank Lawrence. That's 27. $12.5 by restructuring Amari Cooper. That's 39.5. Seven, seven million from Zach Martin. That's 46.5. Nine from restructuring Ezekiel Elliott. That's 55.5. Eight from Tyron Smith. Restructure. I lost my numbers, but that's in the 60s. Six from him, uh, 70. You can save like 70 to 72 million dollars. Restructure Lyle Collins. And that's it. Your restructures would be L.C., Tyron Smith, Zeke, Martin, Cooper, Lawrence, Dak. And that is 17 and 5 is 22 and 7 is 29 and 12 is 41 and 12 is 53 and 15 is 68. Then you add up the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, over $70 million, which would put you, because you're over by 21, it puts you $48, 49000000 million under the salary cap. You keep Randy Gregory, you keep whoever else you want. You could add a big name free agent or two, and then all and then we get right back here next year, except in deeper doo doo with all these contracts, and you're stuck with Zeke for longer, and Tyron's numbers go up, and all the guys I named their numbers go up. But yeah, the all in approach does exist, and that's what it looks like. Stembo, can you package Tank Amari in the 24th pick to go up in the draft to get a blue chip player? Twolo, man, you need somebody who can absorb like 40 million bucks in cap and give you a pick. I would like to think Amari Cooper has trade value, $20 million player, and I think he is a $20 million player. Tank Lawrence is a $21 million player, uh, although on a trade, let me see, pre-June one trade, Tank Lawrence... Base salary is $19 million. So somebody would be taking 19 with him, 20 with Coop. Maybe you could move up a couple of spots by trading Coop. Maybe. That is the one thing that throws me off when you talk about maybe having to cut him as a salary cap casualty. You mean to tell me no one will trade for Amari Cooper? Surely, right? That's not a $20 million player? You need to find a team that has the money for it because the first name, team that jumps in my head is Green Bay needs a receiver, but they actually need two receivers and they have no money. So we'll see. We'll see what the trade market is for either one of those guys. Is Stafford a Hall of Famer if he wins the Super Bowl? Probably, because that's how the league works. You win a Super Bowl, you have a bunch of stats, and you go to the Hall of Fame. Those are the rules. Amari rumored to be on the way out. Do you use one of your first three picks on a wide receiver? I believe yes. I believe the Cowboys, if you don't have Amari Cooper, then you have CeeDee Lamb, Simi Fihoko. Maybe you use Amari's money to keep Gallup and still have money left over for either Cedric Wilson or Malik Turner. But yes, I would be looking to use one of your first three picks on a wide receiver. Do the Cowboys need a three technique or a one technique more? Probably a one technique, but... I could use both. I'm not turning down either one. You have to think about this in terms of, um, I know I'm viewed as too optimistic, but I'm going to ask you guys or anybody out there to make sure you're letting go of your homerism and embracing the realism. Neville Gallimore, he's got something. Oso Digizua, he had a nice start to the season. Tristan Hill, he's got something. Those are your three techniques. Your non Big boy. The big boy lines up between the center and the guard. That's the one technique. He gets to wrestle two people. Three technique lines up over the other guard. He gets to wrestle one person, right? Your one technique is who? Bohana? Carlos Watkins back? Uh, The one technique is probably a bigger need because you have bodies at the three. But the three is also supposed to be an impact position. So, is Neville Gallimore an impact player? No. Osa, no. Hopefully can be, but no. Tristan, no. Teams that have Aaron Donald and Chris Jones and what um, Geno Atkins was, that's a three technique. Those are the dudes. Cowboys have guys you get by with that aren't going to kill you, but you want a dude. So, if you want to fire again at that spot in the draft... I'm for it. Go get you one. You can follow along at youtube.com slash JeffKavin. I'll do way too many mock drafts, and we'll figure out a whole bunch of these names. All right, so Kellen Moore's back, and there's your mailbag. I got some stuff I got to go do. Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.